0: So it's raining, it's pouring somewhere, Scott Telford is probably snoring. Brilliant. And this is the What Culture Gaming Podcast, and I'm hosting because Scott's not here, Hello. And I'm joined today by Ash Millman. Hello, I'm here. And John Brown, Josh Brown. Is it too late to leave? No, it's not. (laughs) I mean, it is, because I've closed the door. (laughs) Anyway.
1: That curtain is not a door, (laughs) and it is only half a curtain.
0: Look, the curtain was ripped years ago, okay? (laughs) So, uh, peep beyond the the broken curtain here. Very good. We was going (laughs) to record this last week, but then the last first. Two film, movie, HBO series, which isn't a film, got announced, and then we decided to cast it. And then guess what? Monday, we need to give Rich his shot of doom content every now and then. Always goes feral and starts frothing, so that's why we did the podcast on Monday. So now we're going to talk about the PS2 because it's 20 years old. It came out of Japan 20 years ago, so we're just going to talk about that and go back to our like deepest memories of the PlayStation 2.
2: Listen, it's worth the wait because like everything and good in life the ps2 is timeless and it's still brilliant and you can talk about it it's just nice that it's 20 years old but you can talk about it anytime we've all got great memories we've all got fun memories probably hopefully yeah. unless you've got yeah. some yeah.
1: traumatic hidden in the closet so blankly then, i was like but what what memories? do i what, what is oh. the? what is
0: a playstation i don't know <laughs> I, I might quickly slide in there and go with one of my th- traumatic memories of the ps2 oh two. straight in there we go yeah. right in Christmas, I don't know what year it was. It was the year after the PS2 came out. 2001. You know, I was a young... I was a f-
1: <laughs> Etched into Josh's diary.
0: I should have probably searched this on Wikipedia or Google, but oh, who cares? Let's just go off the rails.
1: It's 20 years ago. It's 2020. <laughs> the year after it first came out would be the one year after.
0: I don't know the maths. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, young Benroy sneaks around the house as he always does, like trying to find out what he's got for Christmas. In my head,
2: sorry to derail this story even more, but young yeah. Benroy looks the exact same as old Benroy.
0: He's got the same beard and hair. <laughs> like he's just, he's just, not even smaller. It's just you. I had this size head on my three-year-old body. I was going <laughs> say a
1: tiny body, but Benroy head.
0: Yeah. Uh, you don't want to see me on a blonde hair when I was actually a child before it changed to brown. Anyway, Ooh. enough about brown. And John Brown, so sneaking around the house, trying to find out what I got for Christmas. My mum's got news pl- new places, that, and I find that part of the wardrobe you can move the back and behind that was a PlayStation Two. behold, I was like, "Oh, it's PlayStation Two! Here we go, new generation. My second proper console that's all mine. What what games are in there? There were three games in there. I forgot the third one because it's probably so traumatic. The other two, the Monsters Inc. movie game, yeah. and Donald Duck's Quack Attack. What a great Christmas. <laughs> I was going to say. If it wasn't for my auntie, God bless you, Auntie Sarah, then who got me James Bond 007 Nightfire shortly afterwards, I might have just thrown the PS2 in the bin.
2: I think I... Whoa, hang on, hang on. I Grateful think I've given your... I know. I think I've I given your mum a bit of a hard time here because Monsters, Inc., the game, oh, Stella, and Quack Attack, like... It's the second best Crash Bandicoot clone there was. Like, what more can
0: you ask for? I'm 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 pulling my eyes out right now. Look, let's just put it this way. When I was was building up my James Bond VHS collection, there were some that were purchased that didn't make the picture, you know, the nice picture... Yeah. That you would give it the 20 so I had to be like say out one, loud one day oh yeah I can't wait to have this nice full picture as I displayed them in the living room <laughs> and then they lo and behold they were changed and I got there I always knew you'd be like a sneaker <laughs> I
1: you you'd be
2: going raking for the hidden Christmas presents there's
1: absolutely a type of person who goes and looks their Christmas presents there is the other that receives the Christmas presents and is thankful for them yes in the first place but also just has them and loves the surprise I don't get I the joy of thankful. looking for
0: engineer presents. engineer a good future don't just wait for it to happen
1: yeah, but I mean, like, no. what what do you get from, from looking for them? Because then you still have to get given them. And if you know that they're crap, you'll be like, oh... Thank you, I knew this was coming and I hate it. I yeah, Well, I, I don't know, I just that. I
0: just prepared myself for it. As a former
2: sneaker in, like, recovery now, because I, I still have the urge to seek out presents, but I try not to do it because there's nothing but despair once you see it. Even if it's good, then you know you've ruined a surprise, because that would be even sweeter if you got it Christmas or birthday morning, not just randomly, if you didn't know what it was and you thought, wow, you know me so well, or on the inverse, you don't know me at all,
0: ma'am, get out my life. <laughs> Well, yeah, that is exactly probably what has happened now. <laughs> anyway, on a lighter tonight, we're going to go straight to Ash.
1: Oh, it's me. Uh, I don't have a, the most traumatic, closest to traumatic memory I've got is um, my. It could be a
0: happy memory. Well, I have
1: a happy memory. I could share that one, but it leads into a traumatic one, which is um, my PlayStation was in a room, the designated games room, um, which was so good. It's when I used to. I, we moved house when I was a teenager, so it's like the house I grew up in and I had like a bedroom that was um, like a fair size but our loft got converted and uh, my dad's into games he's into painting Warhammer models and doing all that sort of thing um, so the loft was like the full length of the house it had all of the game stuff all of the painting stuff all of the fun things in there and the PlayStation 2 was up there and that was my domain we had beanbags fluffy beanbags little mini fridge with some Cokes in you know you know how rolling I'm envious voice. now <laughs> young
0: Ben Roy is now envious he's sneaking around in a wardrobe he's listening this like what's going on and
1: fully I was in the only child privilege life, that's like, a paradise. Like, oh, oh, there I we go. honestly was. The clouds parted as I ascended the step. The <laughs> stairs were like ladders, they were so um steep, they were like a ladder. So I was actually scared to get in the loft. But once I was there, that was it. I was just stuck there all day because <laughs> I couldn't go back down the stairs. Um, and my friend used to come over all the time, Hannah, she's come over all the time because we'd like you know, you hang out after school, you play games together, and um, we always, always used to play Gauntlet Dark Legacy, we had that on. For years. It took us years to do the campaign of Gauntlet Dark Legacy. I loved it.
2: So not only did you have a gaming lair, you also had friends.
1: Yeah, I know! What kind of
0: childhood Honestly, did you have?
1: I peaked, I peaked so young. It's been all downhill from there. I, yeah.
0: I don't know what's going on. That
1: was uh, yeah. that was the joys of it. We used to play Gauntlet Dark Legacy all the time. That and um, The Sims, the herbs in the city. <laughs> I used to love that. The herbs, the Sims in the city, sorry. Um, but yeah, those are the joys. And then Hannah had a brother. Called Sam, and Sam is lovely. He's a lovely boy, but he used to have a real problem with games when he got angry, where he just rage. Um, so we'd sometimes just leave him on that whilst we went and did something else, like played with horses or whatever. I was a horse girl as well, unsurprisingly.
2: <laughs> um, just oh, like that a horse is girl. such that shouldn't <laughs> be a surprise.
1: And I'm, yeah, I'm here I am getting a real
0: deep dive into the past I of Ash. Oh, I this know is all
1: the like deep sin I've tried to hide here. But yeah, I used to go and play with little, little plastic horses uh, and leave Sam on the PlayStation. And one time we left Sam on the PlayStation, and um, he was playing the three. 300 game or something similar. My dad had loads of Total War Rome games because he loved all that. It was something like that. And he got to one point where he got so, like, annoyed that he couldn't get through it that he threw himself backwards. Like, he was on the beanbag and threw himself backwards going, no! And, like, you heard this cry of, no! And the beanbag went too far. And on this really cool, lush sofa that turns into a bed that we also had in there because hip and cool Ash's room was hip and cool, um, there was, like, a wooden corner and he he fully smacked his head into oh. the wooden corner. and cr- I haven't heard a crack. I was downstairs. I haven't oh. heard a crack like it. It was horrible. He was okay. He was fine. Just like minor brain damage. So it wasn't a big <laughs> deal. But yeah, that was a traumatic memory. I was like, how can PlayStation do this? I thought you were my friend.
2: <laughs> you mean burned very badly there. What is the dark gauntlet game? Because I've heard of the herbs, obviously, because yes. I am a cultured you know, person. But what is that?
1: Uh, Dark Leg- da- Gauntlet Dark Legacy sure, is, yeah. um, is, let me give you it this full title, Apologies. and respect, is uh, an old um, midway arcade game that they're then like, ported to PlayStation. You can play it with up to four people, and it's literally just an arcade slash kill, go all the way through, collect the crystals to unlock the next domain, and you've got to defeat Scorn, the evil warlock, <laughs> who's trying to uh, rise up his armies again and take over the world, but evil, so we stopped him once ever and since then i played it lots of times it does not take two years to finish <laughs> it took me two years as a, as a child but with good memories good memories
0: i mean it took me a year to finish stars episode one on ps1 so yeah. like <laughs> back, back <laughs> when you were younger it does take quite a while to finish some games but hey that's a very difficult game though <laughs> i i had never seen this game i when i had a quick google before this it like i'd never heard of it so yeah it's like it's cool to just like bring that in there like oh that was it all top down? Because I saw the perspective, like it looks high up, or so.
1: Yeah, it's kind of it's 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 overhead sort of thing. It's kind of like um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Did you play Champions of North on the PS2 as well? No. Champions no. of North was another great one. That and Baldur's Gate as well. I yeah. loved fantasy um, fantasy co-op games. Um, Champions of Norrath Baldur's Gate, and Dark uh, Legacy are all kind of the same ish camera angle. I think Baldur's Gate is, is Baldur's Gate is different, but yeah, kind of up above, so you can see everything that's going on. You little people run around and kill them. That sounds sick. It was. It was amazing. Josh, tell us a memory.
2: Um, Well, my memory is now pale in comparison because unfortunately I didn't have a lavish gaming paradise. I had to share my room (laughs) with my stinking brother. We had to take turns on the PlayStation. Oh, you
0: shared a room. I shared a room. And also
2: I was one of those devils who would never put games away so I would just leave the discs out. Or in the wrong case. Or in the wrong case. You could get in a bin. Yeah, that was it. If I even put them in a case, it would be the wrong case. It would just be hiding them somewhere. So obviously a lot of them got damage which was very upsetting but i remember one time coming home from school and whacking on the playstation as i often would and it just wouldn't turn on it it went to that well it did but it did that thing you know what the playstation 2 did where it would it would go into the clouds of all of your saved data yeah and sometimes you'd be lucky and it would go straight to the game and other times it would send you straight to i think it was the memory card screen and that was the that would let you know that it wouldn't work so i tried all the tricks in the trade i remember when i had the playstation one it wouldn't never work but it would work if you had a little bit of paper if you rip the paper off put it where the disc is for some reason that would fix it but you couldn't do that with the playstation 2 and i just remember the despair and it still haunts me to this day coming back and just knowing that it was broken and that's when i had to actually retire it and get an original xbox instead and oh. things were never the same you, you
1: didn't even get the next playstation oh, i didn't one know and i got a slim line
2: oh see that that was the thing i just had to you know jump
0: ship because i thought all of these Memories are now tainted because broken and I couldn't get a replacement. We became a a two PS2 household because I finally went no to my sister. You cannot borrow my PlayStation anymore. <laughs> so my mum got her one of the the super slim ones. This tiny little thing about the size of a DVD case, bright pink. I'm like, how is this a, um, how is this a PS2? She didn't take it with her when she eventually moved out and I went back to my home um, uh, family home before I moved away to London. And I just took the small thing and I have it in storage time because it's so small and so weird. Yeah, I thought yeah. I'm just going to take it for prosperity.
2: Oh, like Years later, my sister got a little small pink one which I loved very much. <laughs> And that was awesome. I want to bring them back. I'd get a pink PlayStation 4. But yeah, like I had to share with my brother, so we had we had the system where it would be an hour for me, then an hour for him. And let me tell you, I've never stretched the concept of time so much as I did when I was ten or you five get or point whatever. It's like,
0: oh, it's gonna be twenty minutes before I can save. Yeah. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> you yeah.
2: have to overlap. Oh, uh, but I had to go have me tea. That was ten minutes. You know, I had to go to the toilet. That was five minutes. So give me some added time, <laughs> and then you can go in. Come on, just let me
0: out. We had that with the TV. That's how I. I ended up watching most of Sailor Moon as a kid because I wanted to watch Digimon but I like, ah. said they were on, around the same sort of time there's a show afterwards so I had to share the TV and I was like Ugh.
1: oh I love being an only child loved yeah you, you had a good Absolutely loved it I did I lived the life lived the life of a lord my dad being into games as well meant that I always had like a, a, a through line to free stuff <laughs> too, so it
0: was what, great what I liked about the PS2 was like because obviously it was so popular it was like it's the best selling console of all time with like 155 million units mad and you're just like how is that even possible but then like that's why we get games like I've never heard of your game that I've already forgotten the name about now
1: Gauntlet Dark Legacy Gauntlet
0: Dark Legacy and Dark Gauntlet Josh Your game that I've already forgotten now because I'm a great host. I didn't
2: actually mention a game, I was just talking about the console itself. because no, I, I, Exactly, like, that's why I didn't I do it. have a game for you though, and it goes with one of my favourite memories ever. It was I was a big fan of the Tony Hawks games on the original PlayStation. Ah. And when Tony Hawks Underground was coming out, I thought that was the best thing since Sliced Bread, because not only was it a skateboarding game, you had no longer had like the time restrictions that you had in the older games, but you could get off your skateboard, you could jump off your board, Whoa. and this to me was, you know, paradoxically the most sought after feature in a skateboarding game to not get on your skateboard. So you see that hill over there? Well, you can climb it. Well, that was it. You could climb on buildings. You could uh, hitch cars. You could you could do these tricks that were just not possible before because your legs were previously glued to a skateboard. And I I love that game. I played that over and over again. My cousin actually got it because I used to hang around with my cousin a lot when I was a kid. It was me, my brother, my cousin. And he, they, he got it and he brought it over and I spent the entire night not letting, not letting him have a go and completing the game, and I went downstairs and I talked to his mom my auntie, and she said, "Oh, you finished it?" And I was like, "Yeah." It, has he had a go? And I was like, "No, he's not had a go because I've hogged it all and it's his game." But at the same time, it was really good. So there you go. God, evil brown there. I needed it. I needed the fix, you know. And I was I older this. as well, so I could throw the weight around. I was the oldest one, so I could be like, "Oi, my house, my right. PlayStation." I can't believe this. Present
1: Hunter ben Roy and, you, <laughs> uh, and PS2 hogger.
2: Ash, what you, what you don't realise and what you perhaps realise is that, like, young boys in particular are terrible, yeah. horrible, yeah. Yeah. awful people. Oh, so
1: no, I knew this. I, I knew, thought you would, I.
0: When <sighs> did we not, when did we stop being terrible? That's the question. We didn't. We're still terrible yeah. now, Ben Roy. We're just <laughs> in different ways. Oh, from saying that's terrible to not terrible. Like, I used to really, like, talk about Nightfire. I mean, of course, Everything or Nothing might be one of the best Bond games ever, but Nightfire was probably the golden eye of that system. For me, that was a first-person shooting Bond game with Brosnan's face, but with some... Because before that, Agent Under Fire wasn't really Brosnan. It was just like some George Lazenby knockoff. <laughs> but it, we had Brosnan's face. Kind of a weird voice, but it was like... It went all the way. It went to, like, had space missions. It had driver missions. It had some beginning stealth sequence in a castle. There were ninjas at one point. The yeah. multiplayer was amazing. It had some great modes. And for me, that I don't know about, like, um, any of you, but Five for me, like that was a game I think I played almost constantly for a year or, like, at least half a year because, I like, luckily my birthday is in July, so I can, like, I had, like, a nice Extend. sort of equal point to when you would then receive Very new good. stuff. And that was just a game that I remember... I always fondly remember as being like the one that sort of kickstarting back into gaming because I felt like I fell away like in that sort of era where I was just playing licensed stuff. And sure, Nightfire is a licensed property, but for me, like Nightfire was just the sort of like my click back if I wish I could click my click back into sort of video games yeah. well it's interesting because you mentioned obviously the
2: PlayStation 2 is the best selling console ever and it's it's it had such a breadth and variety of games I feel like I missed out on a lot of the uh, so called like must play essentials like Nightfire I would consider one of the you know canon games of the PS2 everyone yeah. I talk to seems to have played Nightfire all my friends played Nightfire but I never did I never got into it which it sucks and it's the same with um, GTA San Andreas mm. to a lot of people that is their childhood that is the PS2 game of choice and you for me never played it I have played it but I never really got too far into it because I would I would jump on and do, I do that same mission over and over again at the start on the bike but then I'd just shut it down and boot Vice City up because to <laughs> me Vice City was my GTA of course, game yes. because there was such choice and there was so many good games there like I feel like even though there are those canon PS2 games everyone like that game you mentioned Ash that again yeah. I've already forgotten Park, <laughs> Like you know what I mean I'm sure that's amazing and to yeah. you that's like like, one yeah. of the games from your childhood,
0: and we all have those individual ones. Is there anything more satisfying than the, uh, the Vice City Mission Complete, no? though, the do Nothing in this just, world. Just, it just it. warms your heart. Nah. Like, it, Tommy <laughs> Vercetti and everything about that game, I can't really think of something bad about it. I mean, my last memories of it, sadly, was an iPad, because yeah. in the university, I just played that game through again on my iPad, just in bed, just like, I'm just going to play Vice City again. Well, we might have to, like, save this for another podcast
2: on things that we miss, but, like, stuff like cheats you know the idea of playing a game with cheats because that's why I played GTA like I played through the entire story of Vice City but for me that wasn't how you played Vice City Vice City was messing around putting the cheats on and just spending hours upon hours you know just indulging in absolute anarchy getting that samurai sword out causing massive havoc on the beach and then wondering about how your life would turn out in case you know you've become a serial killer
1: my favourite cheat was wasn't actually a PS2 one it was The Sims with the Motherload I love Motherload Long live motherload. Every
2: single, sorry, every single person I've talked to, like motherload is the thing. But I always felt when I was playing The Sims, like I was, I don't know why I was so averse to cheating in that game. It's like
1: winning the lottery. You just got to make a yeah. cannon for it in your head and be like, oh well, this is how this money came. Thank you, gifts from aliens.
2: That's actually saved it for me. That is an amazing way to justify it. Yeah, I won the lottery. Now I've got all this money in my bank account. I can do whatever I want. Exactly.
0: One of that. my only Sims experience was Sims, the first Sims on PS2. I played like dog if I recall and it did play like dog but when you're young you don't know do you you're just a horrible kid that's searching around in closets all their wardrobes <laughs> and <laughs> the, it,
1: the wardrobe gremlin Ben Rock <laughs> is my favourite new narrative
0: <laughs> there was like so many wardrobes in my house for some reason but in that one in fact I have to say in that one uh, I did in fact have James Bond and Moneypenny and there were two people that I had in The Sims mm. and that was my Sims house that I focused on for ages <laughs>
1: looking after your James Bond characters from, yep. hi guys let's give you a mother give
0: filled in there
2: over now and then. Honestly, I wish I loved anything as much as you love James Bond. Anything in this life. Oh,
0: well, then you see you've got to go to Star Wars, which there were a what ton is that? of Star Wars Brilliant. games on there. And I love Star Wars. You know this. And obviously, like, we can talk about you know, some bad ones. I think Bombard Racing, like, people can love it. They can hate it. But things like Battlefront. Battlefront, yes. when, when I first... I'll tell you how I got Battlefront. So it was a horrible rainy day, a bit like this now. Walking, walking to the shops, I think I was picking up some milk from my mum after I got caught sneaking around the wardrobe. <laughs> and lo and behold, there's just £40 pounds in the alleyway. What? Mm-hmm.
1: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it.
2: I'll see you all soon yeah it's That's right this £40. that sounds
1: like a uh, sounds like a trap yeah, yeah
2: it does doesn't it it's a social experiment that I'm it's afraid Benroy. a ben trap Roy. <laughs> and
1: so, 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 do you want it? <laughs> sorry, I did sorry I just thought I'd just <laughs> spell that out We're totally derailed out
0: <laughs> it was a trap it's a trap <laughs> oh. and um yeah so I find this I find this quid, but some reason I didn't pick it up straight away I went to the shops put well, the milk come back it was still there this is all before school as well hey Ben Roy, do you know what that is what it's
2: a
1: trap oh. <laughs> Whoa, took, I didn't see that coming.
0: Took this forty pounds <laughs> to school, dried it on the radiators, <laughs> and then went to game station afterwards. Of all places and f- saw Battlefront One was in. I was like, "What's this?" And I, like, I bought Battlefront One. And That's why how I got into Battlefront series
1: from drying your money on the radiators. Drying this money that I found in. as a
0: child back in like the early two thousands. Brilliant that oh. you're an entrepreneur. Then yeah, <laughs> that's, honestly, that's, I love That this. counts like I turned that milk trip into gold. <laughs> 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 into
1: gold. Making his milk money. If I so. didn't,
0: get, if I wasn't always trying to find these presents, then how would I have ever? about it,
1: you know what, you're right. But for me, I did. I was never a big fan of James Bond or Star Wars or anything like that. I know they're good games and I know people love them. And there's so many big titles again that we've said on the um, you
0: can say good games are crap. Like apparently, Sekiro is great, but it's crap. Oh, Why? don't
1: I? No, I'm not allowed to talk about that anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but am just, just you know, yeah, it. I, each <laughs> can, we can <laughs> like and hate our own <laughs>
0: things. Get away.
1: Two nervous noises coming out of me. Um, but no, my favorite game. It was, like a, it was like a fairly big one. I think most people saw it at least was uh, Sly Cooper. Yes. Ah, Sly Raccoon. Or, I think it's called Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus in America, but it's always called Sly Raccoon um, in my books, in my <laughs> Thievius Raccoonus. And I love it. it, it that one was my like, single-player childhood. I play, I've played that game a lot. I finished that game a lot. The two, three, and the other one are um, are all right, but the first one is just ah oh, ooh, Chef's Kiss. I loved it. I loved it so much. That and Dracon, the Ancient Skates, I used to play all the time. Those two, are like of my single player ones. Please.
2: That's an eclectic mix. For me, it was Sly. Ratchet and Clank and Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. Did any of you guys play I've that? I've Heard
1: the name. All very similar, kind too of like busy
0: playing Quack Attack.
2: Animal-based platformers, but they weren't sadly yeah. licensed on characters from. I have forgotten who makes Donald Duck now. Disney. Disney. <laughs> <Or> Disney <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sly Cooper or Sly Raccoon or Thievius
1: Sly. Just Sly. The, the, Just the, call the, him Sly. the Sly Man. Uh, Sly.
2: Yeah. Ash. That was like. Oh man, That's like so much of my childhood. The, the way that game looked. To me, is like that defines the PlayStation Two. I don't know why. Like I can see that. um See it still from that game, and I'm
0: transported back to the early 2000s. It still kind of holds up as well with the graphical style. Like, I remember playing that thing. Like, is oh, it's always when you like the games can't look better than this. How is this is like a cartoon? And then you look back at it. Sorry, it's a bit grainy now. But it's, it, I mean, it, it they all got upres for a new generation, didn't they? The, the Sly Collection.
1: Maybe I'd, I always play on the PS2. I've got my little Slimline one that sits under my telly that I put it back <laughs> on. I, again, I played Gauntlet Dark Legacy. (laughs) again recently because I love that and Saracoon goes on every now and then but um, yeah it it does look amazing it just it it very much lent into the capabilities of the PlayStation at the time so it didn't look it didn't look amazing then but it didn't look dated either and it's carried on now and still looks exactly the same where it just kind of looks a little bit cell shady sort of oh you mentioned something interesting
2: there Ash because for me the PlayStation 2 is the only like really old console that I still have that I do bust out once in a while because I feel like Oh, especially uh, people around our age, to me, yeah. like that, like even non gamers now played games back then. In this sort of common ground. Like I used to bust it out. My my friend, my friend Jack, every time he's had a drink, every time we go on a night out, if you stop stopping at his, he, you'll go back to his and you'll rake out Simpsons Hit and Run from somewhere. Yes. And if it's five in the morning, if it's three in the morning, if it's eleven at night, he will make you play the entire campaign <laughs> after about ten pints. And it's awesome because I love having that sort of almost relic that you can constantly pull out of the cupboard or wardrobe if you're sneaking around like Ben Roy and <laughs> then
1: in there. yeah
0: and then plug it in and have a good time yeah, it's, for me, Simpsons Hit and Run and the Simpsons games, I just never got into them.
1: Oh, that hurts my heart, Ben Roy. You I was
0: too them? busy actually murdering people in Vice City to play I the say, Simpsons. You had the hardcore
1: games compared to not having <laughs> yeah. Simpsons
2: Hit and Run. Well, Ben Roy, you are a little bit older than us. Uh, some would say you're a very old man, oh, but yes. maybe that's perhaps a distinction even between this round table here, because mm-hmm. I feel like our games skew a bit younger, ash, like where there's like Slight Raccoon or Oh yeah, I was
0: about 10 when I got my PS2, yeah. so.
2: Whereas you're a bit cooler, you're like killing fork and. And, you know, I, I got
0: really into tactical war games, so I'd like the Ghost Recon games, even though they're on PC as well, and also uh, Conflict Desert Storm and yes. Global Storm. Like these tactical squad games are really good. into like, oh, maybe I want to be in the army. Oh, yeah, I like shooting games. And you realize <laughs> that it's not like that. No, you don't want to be in the army yeah. because that's a stupid thought that kids have when they're younger it is true I played a lot of war games when I was younger and I thought I could do this this yeah. would be good
1: oh, I hated them I always, I always wanted to play fantasy games I always wanted to be like with dragons and fairies and unicorns like I always thought, I liked dark fantasy as well like when it was a bit um, heavier and stuff but I always liked, I like swords I just love swords I think swords are such a nifty weapon yeah. I could do the army if it was all swords <laughs> swords for
0: me and fancy I never got into it until the Lord of the Rings hey. and the two Lord of the Rings well we don't count the fellowship whatever that was mm. but two towers and uh return the King, did um, any of you love these games?
2: Well, I need to actually give a shout-out now, because before Christmas, um, someone actually sent me the Lord of the Rings games on PlayStation 2, I never got around to giving them a shout-out, because I couldn't find them on um, Twitter, I think it was, I couldn't, they left the Twitter handle, but I couldn't find them, so if if you're listening to this, if there's an off chance you're listening to this, thank you, because those games are so good. The Two Towers, and Return of the King especially, Fellowship of the Ring can kind of do one, but those two other games were so good, and so difficult, In oh man, like, so many, so many hours playing that through those games,
0: I just again, like I remember playing the Return of the King, thinking, "Can games get better, better than this?" Like obviously, after we lost the Return, we lost a lot rings in our lives because it finished. Yeah. So I just kept playing Return of the King over and over and over again
1: yeah just get anything to get back there isn't it it's such a nice world that they've created and yeah. that it moves so nicely from films to the games and it feels like you're actually in like the Jackson movies as you're doing it and
0: all the special features listen to Ian McKellen talking about how many Gandalfs there was ah. like oh, there's, there's seven or eight of Gandalfs because actually I'm Gandalf and there's <laughs> Gandalf in the game it's like I oh, Ian McKellen I love you so much absolute crime that you couldn't skip the cutscenes though I will say that yeah well also what is probably a crime on the PlayStation is the fact that it only had two slots so you needed to buy a multi-tap
1: oh, yeah. a multi- what's that?
0: it was a thing you plugged in to get four slots on a controller oh,
1: I never did that I always only ever played two player games like even if they went up to four I was like well there is two slots and I will not use anything that does not allow two games only like does not compute does not compute <laughs> I was
0: the exact same you see well when wrestling games were actually good a little game called Here Comes the Pain actually drew me and my friends that you'll go to each other's houses, get some cheese toasties in, burn our mouths, and place Here Comes the Pain until the late hours of 7.30. Mate, I'm
2: not a wrestling fan, but those early wrestling games from Just Bring It up until, I think the last one I properly played was SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. But Here Comes the Pain was an actual moment in my childhood. Again, it was me, my brother, and my cousin. My cousin had got the game because he got every new game. And we were so sick of Just Bring It because we wanted the updated wrestlers. We wanted to see them. I remember the night. I still remember the night he brought that game over and we finally played it and it was it was like I, we transcended the that pain was came. The, the pain came and you know what we,
0: we loved it a little bit oh
1: here it comes it was just, <laughs> <pain>. <laughs> it was just a perf- it's a trap He's it the was pain. a perfect
0: wrestling game sort of like a non-perfect time for wrestling but it was just so arcadey and just like you could you you would pick up the controller I, not like the latest smackdown versus raw games or even the, the 2k games now but you would just Anyone could just play it. I remember especially, like, this started with the PS1 SmackDown up until, like, the mid middle of the PS2 era. My mum was playing the Royal Rumbles. She just liked playing the Royal Rumbles. Like, yes. just press, hit a few buttons, like, just bat me and just hit me out the ring. <laughs> there was no te- um, technical, like, you've got to get, get press like a combination or button bash to get them out. No, just punch them over the ropes and you can win. They were the ultimate party games,
2: in my opinion. Like, yeah. that was what I would play if I had friends over or, if, you know, again, I was playing with my parents because it was so easy to pick up and play and it was so fun and funny and over the top and it was, yeah. Oh,
1: <gasps> oh I'm just sorry. I've had like a, a lightning both for flashbacks I was thinking of, of oh yes you know when you, uh, <laughs> you know when you play like PS1 games on the PS2 and you think oh I'm getting a blast from the past you used to do that with Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase um, Ash but, uh, yeah but that was like our party game but but this leads me to the most important game of all time again another one that I completed far too many times on the PS2 which is Scooby-Doo and the Night 100 Frights which is so so good I didn't play that one. Is it good? It's I, amazing. I'll lend it you, and you can do. play it because it still holds up. It's another one that looks like Spy Cooper, sort of um, the way that it's cartoon but it's great. It's so silly.
2: Oh, for me, it was Cyber Chase. That was like yeah. that was like the one, and I, I was I thought I was too old by the time the PlayStation Two games came around. Wrongfully so, I thought it was
0: too cool for Scooby Doo, and I I feel like I've been deprived of that oh. thousand frights. I certainly did as well because I was all into Crash and Spyro on PS One, and by yeah. PS like, I'm going to play the adult games now.
1: Oh, no see I tried to do that with Spyro I was like oh I'll jump in at the PS2 one that'll get me going with Spyro oh no oh no do not do that ever it was terrible went back and played all of the original PS1 ones and had the best time ever but maybe that's me may- I don't know it, maybe that's just the way that it has to happen you get the what? PS2 and then you learn about all the PS1 games is what it was for at least uh, maybe me and you well so yeah
2: sh- that was like the great thing about backwards compatibility because you could like jump into these franchises and then you know someone around you whether it's like a family member or a friend would go well but have you played these in the play- Station One, because yeah. they're much better. Then you have to go back, and it's just, it's just so.
0: I had to make sure that everyone I've met played Chef's Love Shack at least once.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, we've this
0: has come back into the discourse quite recently, Venroy. You've talked about this <laughs> in the office for over the past few weeks. Chef's Love Shack was a moment in time, like the PS2. No, actually, the PS2 though. You look back at it, just so many games, and just had such a lifetime that I think it, it, there, Ash, you had a memory just came back out oh, of nowhere.
1: It hit me like, a, honestly, a bolt, a bolt.
0: <laughs> I've not even had a chance to talk about the time splits games. Oh, oh, I see. oh one, man, one, two and three. Like we, we were kind of running out of time, but they, they were also just like, not only were they great first person shooters, but they had amazing campaigns and they were just fun. Like you had a mode, which was like, um, I don't know if everyone always could have, but, um, you know, the game, like It or tag. Um, there was kind of like we had, we called it family version. So if you tag someone, then you're both, it, and then you both chase them. Oh, and yeah. a really cool version called Virus, mm. which you would just play Virus over and over again. You'd set one bot as the virus, and it would eventually infect everyone yeah. until you're in a corner of the map shooting everyone until you run out of bullets and then you just get turned into the green flame. Ooh. Did you play time Splitters Ash?
1: I played uh, Time Splitters Future Perfect with my friend wow. at uni. Wow. Uh, okay. Okay. That was, uh, that was our like bonding session um, in his grotty, horrible flat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> played through time, so it was Future Perfect, and I loved it. It was great. I loved it. I didn't actually play it when I was a kid, I played it when I was like 18, and it was great.
0: I mean, <sighs> that's fine. They played it because Time Splitters Future Perfect sadly is the last Time Splitters game we've ever had. Tragically. I don't know why we haven't got one again, but thanks to THQ Nodic, who are just buying everyone. Yeah. I think they own you, Brown. I think that we do, eventually yeah. <laughs> we're going to get at least a remake of the first three because they come was- back. Or maybe even maybe even new ones. Give me just monkeys that look like Robocop again, and monkeys that look like zombies, and just monkeys.
2: Just up-res the older ones, man. Because Time Splitters One was I got my PlayStation One a bit late because I was uh, PlayStation 2, PlayStation Two a bit late because I was uh, a bit younger, obviously. And Time Splitters One was one of the games I got with it that Christmas, and I, I didn't expect to live it. I looked at, to be honest, I looked at the cover mm. and thought, "What's this? I don't like this. This isn't yeah. James Bond." But then I played it, obviously. In the the uh, the multiplayer is just outstanding.
0: The problem with those games is some of the humor is a bit choice now and it would have to be probably removed and things like that. Oh, no doubt. There, there were just characters like, I'm a sexy policewoman in the multiplayer. Let's go. It's like, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as we, if all things have to end, all good things. Aww. Can I just Scott, give it a brief 10 seconds sure? shout shout-out
2: to Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, of course, oh, that's course yes. One, one, of like, one of my favourite games and of all time. And Snake Eater. And it was one of the... Ah, see, for me, I never played Snake Eater until much later, because I just played 2 over and over again. And it, without that game, I wouldn't be sitting here, guys. It was one of the games that got me to that made me realise that I love this as an art form and a medium. I'm sure so many more people had that with Metal Gear Solid
0: 1, but for me, because I was a bit younger, it took until 2 for me to realise just... How good games can be. I had that also. Sp- I remember sitting there. Game. my... I, I'm, now I'm tangenting off the uh, the outro, but getting the int- uh, uh, edition of PlayStation Magazine was. Fuck- oh, I'm a swear then. I'm a with Sam Fisher. <laughs> you
1: swallowed that swear. I swallowed
0: that swear there with Sam Fisher. Finally coming to PS2 after being on Xbox for so long, and I was like, oh, I need this because I didn't really get I ever owned the original Xbox. I only went to my friends to play the Halos and the sort of thing. But Sam, like Splinter Cell on PS2, was. Sam Amazing. Bloody Fisher, eh? <laughs> Sam Bloody Fisher. you love to see it. And the Silent Hill games were great as well. They were
1: terrible. Like, scary. rush shout like, Oh my God, I remember. I also Everything played this game.
0: Also Resident Evil 4. <laughs> <laughs> How did I not talk about that? Okay, but we have a question. Hey everyone. Come on then. Hashtag WCGP. And this question is from... Oh, it's gone. <laughs> 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 and, sorry, sorry oh, Alex I, I can't see your Twitter handle or anything Alex because it's gone but luckily I have it saved on Slack so uh, WCGP is the hashtag question books are adapted for films all the time but rarely do we ever get video games based on novels which book would you like to uh, which book would you love to see a video game of
2: Ah, oh, see, this is a, it's a great question, but also a very difficult one, because I think that's probably the hardest way to adapt a book, is to make it a video game. I don't think many are... We don't
0: make book lists anymore, so none of us really need to read books, right? We don't, uh, read Who reads
1: a book? Not I me.
2: I must admit, though, uh, Fallout 3 got me to read Cormac McCarthy's The Road, because I've read uh, l- played Fallout 3, obviously, and I was just so ravenous for any more post-apocalyptic fiction, that I was trying to track down... Anything I could, so I watched all the movie, all the post-apocalyptic movies, and then the one recommendation I kept coming up was *The Road*. And I read it, and I loved it. So thank you, Fallout Three Bethesda, for getting me into that book.
0: God, the *Road* game would probably be like playing *The Last of Us* grounded. it would be miserable, miserable zombies. Absolutely miserable. And anything well, for I'd, you, Ash. I'd take it though.
1: Um, oh, I have a few actual book choices. So I think anything by Stephen King would work well because you can make it into psychological horror. Um, as a walking sim that you could turn very Blair Witch, the girl who loved Tom Gordon, I think, would work quite well. It's like, it's like a very small novel. I think the smaller your source material, the better um, yeah. for making it into a game because you want the game to do all of the talking for you. Um, there's another one which I believe is like a gift book. Um, so it's kind of like something you just flip through on a table, which is called The, resu- the-, which is called the Resurrectionist. And it's... Um, kind of like the anatomy and bone structure of mythological creatures and strange things that it's made up um and it's kind of like a mortician's handbook i think that would be really interesting to have something where you've like kind of like house of the dead like where the, the book notes come up and you're like oh, okay here's the monster as its weakness you could do lots of really interesting lore around that and have it as like a mythological creature sort of book that would be good there's also another book called afraid by i think jack kilbourne which is just about like um It's been so long since I've read that book I might be making up the narrative but if I remember right, it's like a biological weapon that kind of turns people into really aggressive killers, gets dropped onto this town and they seal it off Um, So you could have like a bunch of serial killers running around and you could either be um, like one of the people who's hiding from these horrible people and trying to get away and figure out what's going on or one of the people actively going against them. I think that's a good story as well.
2: That sounds awesome. I think if I had to uh, choose one, it would be a bit of a cheat because there have been games based on his books, but it would be a H.P. Lovecraft one. We've had like Call of Cthulhu and we've had games, you know, heavily inspired by the writings that he's done but i just have like a sort of straight adaptation updated maybe something like at the mountains of madness would work very well you'd have to heavily adapt it to make you know because those stories are so short but the concepts of them lee are like because they need update anyway because a lot of the writing now doesn't hold up and it's it's very very problematic in some cases
0: i think they're just actors great bases for games so give me more of those well, I never really read as a child. I just watched wrestling and played with Star Wars toys, of course. <laughs> and then now, the only books I ever interact with now are new Canon Star Wars ones. But there is one that is also my favorite story all the time. My favorite film. Just, let's try see if we can make a train spotting game. Why not? Yeah.
1: Oh, that could be cool. It'd be like a drug runner or something. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I think you'd do something interesting with that. Definitely, it had a good vibe to it. It
0: would definitely hit some headlines. It'd be choice for some people, but I'd like to see how they would do that. Would you play as Begbie or would you play as uh, someone else? I, I mean, he's the most. I'd be a squad-based uh, guy around. Uh, being up Americans on um, the festival days to yeah. steal their coats.
1: You should have like an absolutely hallucinogenic sort of dream game where you just act as someone's dream and he wakes up at the end, like that should be it. Cause you could do anything with it then. That would like, work.
0: I like Max Payne about the guns. Exactly. Sinking sink yeah. into the floor, babies on the ceiling, yeah. fun time. So I'd fall down a toilet. And just like babies on the ceiling, this podcast is going to be turned off now. Thank you. So thanks this week for listening to the What Coach <laughs> Game podcast. Don't forget, if you want to talk to us, write to us anything, it is hashtag WCGP on Twitter. Or you can tweet us at WC Gaming. And also, Brown, what's your Twitter handle?
2: Josh JoshBroomWith2O's. If you don't want to message us
0: after this podcast, I would totally get
2: that. I would totally be okay
0: with it, you know. I wouldn't either, probably. Stop sabotaging the show. (laughs) Ash Ash Millman, Uh, what is your Twitter handle for the children?
1: Ash Millman.
0: And I'm at Ben Roy Turner. This has been a nice rainy podcast day. Hopefully Scott doesn't come back on Friday and give us, not us, me a smack. (laughs) Anyway, I've been your host, and I've been with these two nice people. Thank you. And until next time.
1: Thanks for having us, Ben Roy.
0: Let's wait for another 20 years. <laughs> See you in 20 years, yeah. Peace at age 40, yeah? Let's yeah. go. Yeah. See you
2: guys. See you guys. Bye. Bye.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty
2: Litter.